Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach Tip of the Day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. We have a, such a great lineup today. It's going to be a three-hour show. We have we have several guests lined up that I'm really excited about, and the the one I'm most excited about is the first one. We're going to bring him on right away. John Brown is the president of BEI, Business Enterprise Institute, and they're a firm that helps advisors to become good exit planners. They they help to train them. They help to certify them. Uh, and these advisors are your CPA, your attorney, your financial advisor, other people that, that are already advisors, but they need to learn a specific process. And BEI is where they get the training and the certification for that. And we've had John on the show before. As a matter of fact, we were just playing some of his highlights. Uh, and we talked about headwinds in the economy that make it very difficult, very important for business owners to plan for this. So, John, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much, Bill. It's a pleasure to hear your voice and to be on your show. <laughs> well, it's always nice to have you back <laughs> on, John. And, um, we, you know, since the last time you were on the show, uh, BEI is is made some great um, advances against its own headwinds and the challenges of training advisors. But, uh, the economy seems to be on a path where it's coming back, although a lot of us are, are looking at it and going, yeah, but there's where are the fundamentals? Uh, is it still the same for business owners? Are there still the same challenges we talked about last time with headwinds? Well, I think I think it is if we look at in more of a, I guess, in historical context of the last 35 years or so, and, and I use that because that's the more or less the time frame of when most of the boomer owners started and grew their businesses. So they're used to uh, seeing what the economy and uh, the investment world has done since really about 1975. And, and if you compare what happened in terms of the economy, economic growth, in terms of the investment returns, in terms of the income tax structure, the, the period of 1975 to 2000 is was far more favorable to business owners than the last 15 years have been of the current century. So, uh, And so the problem is, is that many owners sort of think about the economy and what's going to happen in the future based upon what happened the first 25 years or so of their ownership. And the world has changed. So, so the headwinds are really the same, and, and some of them haven't gone away, and some of them, the main one, has actually gotten worse. So... Uh, if it makes sense, I could just briefly give an overview of the three major headwinds I talk about. Yeah, would you please? That'd be great. Sure. Well, the first one, and I'll go in sort of a ascending order of how critically critical they are. The first change is really the the change made uh, in 2013, which increased income taxes for most owners of businesses, uh, unless you're a C corporation, by about 20%. And including a capital gains tax increase uh, of about 20% over the, the current rate or the previous rate. So that just makes it more difficult when you do transfer the ownership of your business uh, to have enough money because the government's going to take more of it. But that's 
that is a headwind, but it's not the major one. The second headwind that's uh, more consequential for owners is the flatness of our economy. And if you look at what our economy has done really in the last 15 years, it's growing or has grown at about half the pace of what it did in the last 25 years of the last century. So it's it's anemic growth, and I, I guess we're proud that our anemic growth in our country is better than the non-existent growth in the rest of the world, but that doesn't bode well for us long term. The And so that the growth has been 2 or 3% a year on average this uh, this century, the last 15 years. The third headwind, though, is really the headwind that uh, takes the wind out of the sails of a lot of business owners who are hoping to transfer ownership in, by using some exapath and have enough money to maintain really the lifestyle they're enjoying right now as an owner, spending about the same level of income they're spending now while they're an owner. And that headwind is the investment climate. Let me just give you, I don't want to bore the the listener with a bunch of statistics, but there's just a couple that really highlight how critical this is. The first is, is since 1962 through today, the average yield on the 10-year Treasury bond has been 6.5%. Today, and Bill, you probably have a better feel than I do, but I think it's about around 1.8% to 2%. Uh, and the future doesn't look as though uh, that it, that rate is going to increase dramatically in the next several years. We're trying to get inflation in the economy now. We're not able to do it, for example. So that means if you want to sell your, your business and you want to invest it in, in a very safe investment, probably the 10-year Treasury bond is the safest investment perhaps in the world, your return on – the money you're going to have after you transfer your business is about a third of what it was historically. And that is a huge headwind to overcome. And and so what the headwinds mean for business owners, given that, uh, is that it may take you – it may require three times as much capital after you leave your business, looking from all the different resources you have available, to simply replace the income – you would have had a dozen or 15 years ago with a higher interest rate. And and the same is true of the the stock market as well. It hasn't increased much at all over the last 15 years compared to what it did uh, in the previous 25. So that's the headwinds. And, And owners need to realize that they are going to need far more money, probably twice as much money, to maintain the lifestyle they want to have than they would have needed 15 years ago. Sorry about the long explanation, but this is a critical point for owners to realize, appreciate, and then do something about. What do you suppose the the business owner of today, on average, takes from their business that represents a uh, you know that would represent a return on their equity, John? Any idea on that? I don't think owners look at it quite that way, Bill. Uh, there no, was they, a study they don't. Done. But yeah, they don't. But it would be interesting to contrast that with what they can get in the market at 1.8 percent. I'm sure it's in the oh, 10 to 20 or, or high, higher percentage that they're getting just by by keeping their business running, right? Sure, sure. Well, I, I, that's, I see what you're saying now, then, and that's a good point. Probably the easiest way to explain it uh, objectively is to look at the valuations of closely held business. And as, as most of the listeners know, the, for the most part, valuation is determined by a multiple 
of the cash flow or EBITDA, as M&A people would describe it, earnings before interest and taxes and depreciation and amortization. It's pretty much the pre-tax income. And that multiple for most businesses that say are, say, worth less than $10 million is between three and five times that. So if you have cash flow in your business, for example, of after your salary, not including your salary, just the cash flow after you've taken your salary of a half a million dollars, your business is worth maybe $2 million. Well, you have $500,000 of cash flow. The business value is $2 million. If you take that $2 million and invest it in 10-year treasury bonds, uh, I think that's about a $40,000 return. So there's mm-hmm. a huge disparity between business cash flow and cash flow from from investments that aren't businesses that's the problem we face so so this and let's talk about the the small and small mid businesses for a second and just focus on that and let's first of all let's define those john how would you define a a, a small business to a small mid-sized business today well, uh, probably the, what I would do, and this is sort of this is a very biased view, Bill. I'm not sure a lot of people would agree with this. But when we look we look at the value of the businesses for which our BEI members do exit plans for. About 16% of those are businesses worth less than two million dollars. Obviously, the bulk being worth more than that. Uh, so I would say a small business is a business that has probably uh, $500,000 a year of cash flow or less. Uh, and, and those businesses are very difficult to exit from through a sale and replace the it just the income the owner was spending. And the owner's probably not spending that $500,000. They have their own salary they're probably spending. Uh, but that's that's the essential issue. Okay. And, and those are, it's kind of like a pyramid with a very, very broad base. So when we get to those levels of businesses and lower, that's probably going to be 50% of the businesses or more that were that are out there. I mean, right? Because we're, we're including oh, in no. all kinds of much smaller businesses. But there's a huge number you know, of these. I, yeah, businesses. it's probably 90% of the businesses out there. 90%. So yeah. huge, pro- huge problem for them. And so what what I'm getting at is if they figured out what they're paying themselves versus what they're going to get if they sell their business and invest the proceeds after taxes. They're probably better off finding and hiring a second in command to run the business, reduce their salary, and they'll probably still come out ahead uh, if keep, if they can keep the business going as an absentee owner in those situations. Is, is that is that what, what we're looking at right now? That That is actually, that that's really a good point. And it's, I would say it's, it's the kind of the kickoff point for two things. One, just what you said, that the owner can't really transfer their business when it has a lower value and hope to replace the income they're spending today. Uh, And I've got some statistics on what the average comp is for uh, owner of a closely held business. But the second point is, by replacing themselves as the center of the universe in their company with some other people, a management team and systems and processes, all the things we talk about in creating value in exit planning, they are making that business value transferable. Somebody would have an interest in buying a business that can generate 
a certain amount of cash flow every year without the owner's involvement. They're not going to have an interest in buying a business if the owner's involvement is, criti is critical to creating that cash flow. So this concept of transferable value is essential in ever being able to exit a business of almost any size. And, and that's so what exit planning is all about. Exit planning is preparation planning. It really is. It's, it's all about... Um, getting your business into a transferable state, right, John? I mean, that's it, what, whether exactly. you are whether you're able to hopefully sell it. You know, a lot of business owners, first of all, they've been running their business in kind of a laissez-faire kind of a way. It, they're they're a little burned out, and now they need to have someone to say, "Hey, the finish line on this marathon is only a couple miles ahead. We need to really start." Uh, running hard now and build up the value of this thing so you can realize your goal. So the first step in a lot of this is, again, just this math, this realization that, that hey, if you don't do something and you think you're just going to sell this thing and invest it, let's do the, let's do the math and see what it looks like because you know, you, you, your options, you, you have some options, but your best option these days uh, is to start planning now and build the value no matter what you do in the transferability. And that's where a lot of people are lacking, isn't it? Absolutely. It's it's really the need to understand where you're at objectively, working with a financial planner and evaluation person and so on to understand what you really have and what you really are going to need. So have concrete, realistic understanding of where you're at and where you need to be in order to exit the way you want to. That's the first thing. Uh, the second thing is a realization of how long it's going to take. I mean, you made the, the uh, metaphor of running a, a marathon and thinking you've got two, two miles to go. In reality, the owner thinks that, but they might have 40 miles to go, not, not even 26 miles to go. And if they don't start acting today, even before they're emotionally ready to leave the business, they need to prepare the business and the value of the business in order to be able to exit within a reasonable time frame. That's the essential issue that owners have today is they're simply not acting soon enough and their advisors, by and large, are not prodding them or suggesting that they need to start to take action. And then the last thing, and I'll, and I'll be quiet again as I hate these long answers on a radio show, but it's really important to understand what you have to do in order to engage in a process that allows you to build value over time and maybe, as you pointed out earlier, bring in other people so you don't have to work as hard. And it may make that time period a lot more pleasurable if you're building this transferable value. Yeah, for a lot of people, matter of fact, I had this conversation yesterday with a group of business owners. It, it's it's really the act of starting the clock on your planning is what it is, and it sets things into motion. And when you think about it, if you're planning out in a five-year time horizon, that's only 20 quarters to, to get some a lot of work done. So, John, uh, several years ago, many years ago, you had this vision that all these business owners, these baby boomers, were going to be heading for their exit and they didn't have anybody to help them and you wanted to to help help and by training people on a process. Um, tell us about that vision and, and how has it materialized? What are you seeing now as a result of, of starting that vision many years ago? Well, I think the vision started just from hardcore experience on my part when I was a practicing lawyer. I, I, just, I decided probably in about 1985 that I really didn't want to be a, uh, an estate and business planning lawyer forever, and I would leave in, nine, in five years, in 1990. 
And so 1990 rolled around, and I realized, boy, I want to leave my business in five years. I hadn't done a single thing. So I said, okay, I'm going to leave my business in five years. And in 1995, I still hadn't done anything. And that's what most owners, they're in that same like treadmill that I was on until you actually decide to take action. Nothing is going to happen. You're going to be in that treadmill forever. And so to be to take that action, you need to have a vision. We call it a roadmap of knowing what you have, what you want, and how to get there. And that's what exit planning is all about. And and I realized that if gosh, if I didn't have that that understanding, how could a business owner who's working their tail off in their business and whose advisors are doing absolutely nothing to help them craft that vision, how are they ever going to be able to exit and and live the way they want to post-ownership or even during the ownership process? So that was really the, the beginning of my vision, I guess, was based upon a recognition that this is a hard thing to do. You need advisors who can help you, who will reach out to help you, and they need a process, we call it the exit planning process, to move through the creation of value and the transfer of value and the protection of ownership value. And that's what that's what BEI does today. And where where are you on the path now? What's what's transpired since you first started thinking that? How many advisors are you uh, working with and that type of thing? Oh yeah, the the biggest thing, Bill, that has happened is that when I started, and I started BEI, gosh, probably you know more than 20 years ago, as I transitioned out of ownership of a, of a law firm, the thinking was pretty much my thinking based upon my experiences. And I, I brought, as I left, I brought other people, my old law firm, uh, into BEI and uh, attorneys and and, and uh, paralegals and so on, who could help craft and refine the exit planning process. But at that point, when we first started, it was still just us, our experiences. And even though I think our experiences were very broad because we'd been doing exit planning for many years before we left, it was just us. Today, the exit planning process that that BEI has is not John Brown's exit planning process, or it's not just BEI's exit planning process. It is based upon the contributions of hundreds of experienced professional advisors from every profession, CPA, financial planning, legal, M&A, business consulting, banking, and so on, who contribute to the enhancement of our exit planning process. And we do that because we have software that uh, is used by our members to help craft this plan so they contribute to that improvement and so on. And just the ongoing education that we give each other, the networking we do, has really increased both the breadth of exit planning and the depth of exit planning. And so what it looks like today is after the influence of thousands of exit plans having been created using the same process by our members throughout North America. And so what it looks like today is very different from the what I view now as the pretty crude attempts 25 years ago. It's exciting. Uh, it's, a, it's a movement that is not going away as uh, 10,000 baby boomers turn age 50 and 65 every day for the next many years. 
John, um, you, you've got a new book coming out. Tell us very quickly about that. We need to move on, but tell us very quickly about that book and how do people get in touch with BEI? So the, the new book is called End of the Beginning, and it really refers to the fact that the end of your ownership in the in the business that you have now is really just the beginning part of your life. You still have a life, a very vibrant life that you need and want to live post-ownership, and the exit planning process is the process you're going to use to get you there. So the end of the beginning is about the exit planning process I just had I have been describing and our, that our members are using. And when I say my book, again, that book has been and is being sent. The chapters are being sent to our members right now who are commenting and revising it. So the final book is going to reflect not just my thoughts but the thoughts of of the BEI members all over the country. So that's what the book is about. And how they can get it is it will be it'll be uh, on Amazon it'll be an ebook as well as a softback or they can just contact us uh, at exitplanning.com go on to our website and just request the information on, on the actual book release. John, thanks very much for joining us today. Great to talk with you again. I think I'll see you pretty soon. We're going to get together pretty soon, but um, I always enjoy talking with you and I enjoy the insights you bring to us. And thank you very much for all the work you've done to promote and help business owners across America. Bill, thank you, and and thank you to the audience. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back, so please stay tuned. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 